one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Christopher Davenport has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Christopher. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, February 21st, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From the shores of Lake Merritt, I'm Justin Robert Young. And from a dark cloud that Tom sent my way, I'm the show's producer, director. <laughs> Sadly, I, I didn't send it, but I did warn you that it, the dark cloud was coming. We got a little weather here. Yeah, there's always weather, right? That's that's the the fate of the earth to always have yeah. weather. Mm-hmm. But uh, we also got some good feedback from from folks about Samsung, about Garmin. We got some news about VR and AR to get to. So let's jump right in with some tech things you should know. Sources tell Reuters that Lyft will launch the roadshow for its initial public offering the week of March 18th, which would make it the first U.S. ride-hailing company to IPO. Now, Uber is expected to follow several weeks after. Those are the reports anyway. Lyft also announced its most affordable ride option called Shared Saver in Denver, Colorado, and San Jose. YouTube says it has terminated more than 400 channels, disabled comments on tens of millions of videos, and reported illegal content to authorities for violations of its policies. Nestle companies, AT&T, Epic Games, and Germany's Dr. August Ochter KG Food Company have all paused advertisements on YouTube over concerns about appearing alongside videos shared by pedophiles. A source told Ars Technica that Disney has also paused YouTube advertising for the same reason. AT&T just restarted ads on YouTube after the last controversy about terrorism a couple years ago. Uh, Just for those of you keeping score, Gartner released its Q4 smartphone market numbers. Samsung and Apple declined, but they stayed first and second, respectively. Huawei and Oppo both rose. They make up third and fourth. And Xiaomi, who dropped to fifth, had essentially flat market share. So that's that's where they stand. In, yeah, in you know, land. flat. Yeah, just just wanted to give that one a minute. <laughs> Finland's <laughs> Barjo has launched its VR one headset, which promises more than sixty pixels, pixels rather, 
Pixels would be cool, though. Much Pixels better. per degree of resolution equivalent to the human eye. Interesting. The device will be sold to companies in industries like engineering and construction for $6,000 per device. So you better really want it. Mm. Reggie Fils Ame announced that he is retiring as president of Nintendo America in order to level up to spending more time with his wife, family, and friends. Doug Bowser will take over as president on April 15th. Bowser previously led sales and marketing for the Switch, and before uh, he was not, contrary to what you might think, the king of the Koopas. That, indeed, friends, is a different Bowser. <laughs> Your president's in another castle. Don't no, wait. That's princess. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Um, I can't wait although, to see what Nintendo no, does. No, no truth to the rumors that Sony is elevating George Crash Bandicoot <laughs> uh, to its lead executive in a joke that I stole from Twitter. Excellent. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about virtual reality. We heard about that $6,000 set uh, that, that Sarah was just talking about. What do we got coming from HTC? Well, HTC announced the Vive Focus Plus that includes eye tracking and a pair of its updated motion controllers the company first announced as developer hardware back in October. You might have recalled that. The Vive Focus's original single controller supported three degrees of freedom, and these new controllers support six, so they can be tracked as they move around as well as rotating on the spot. So this puts HTC in in pretty direct competition with Oculus's Quest, which is a standalone headset with two controllers that are due this spring. The Vive Focus Plus is aimed primarily at business business customers and will be available in 25 countries, including the US, Canada, the UK, Australia, Japan, and China, though we don't have word on pricing just yet. So it seems like we're getting a lot uh, and we're going to get even more of it a little bit later, but 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 VR seems to be moving into the enterprise market, mostly because enterprise customers pay a lot of money. Uh, yeah. And also, these are proving useful in enterprise situations. Just talking about the headsets here, right? Yeah. Uh, the Varjo headset that's six thousand dollars. They're sending. They're selling it to engineering and construction. HTC, on yeah. the other hand, still wants gamers to buy their headset, but they're also saying, "Well, we seem to be selling them really well to people who want to use them in business situations." Uh, so, so that kind of factory floor mentality seems to be a very attractive to HTC as well. And and they're sort of trying to ride the fence, like the Vive Focus Plus is available to everyone. The Varjo, you you pretty much have to be an industrial customer to get one. Yeah. HTC Vive Focus Plus, they'll take your money no matter who you are, but they also would like to take your money, especially if you're a business. Well, and, you know, every time we report on, on a headset where I'm like, okay, who needs this? Seems expensive. Seems cumbersome to wear. We get lots of feedback from people saying, the industry that I work in, this is how it's actually super helpful. So it it... It, it reminds us that the, the enterprise and the business customers are actually really needing technology like this, where it might be just a fun hobby for the average consumer. For, for certain businesses, it's actually, you know, adding to the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, I, I am all long ringing the clarion bell of, hey, a product is not a failure if it isn't a success with consumers. It may find another success. You could say it's a failure with consumers, but... 
a lot of these new technologies, when you're like, what are they good for if they're not good for me and my house, uh, leaves out something that may end up making them very successful in the workplace. And then that circles back around later to being useful for the consumer once people start using them and figuring out what they're good for. For example, Microsoft announced new augmented reality apps for Android and iOS. Remote Assist, which is in preview for Android, mimics a HoloLens app that lets service engineers show what they see to a remote expert that can provide guidance. You just don't need a HoloLens to do it. You point your Android device at it. There's an iOS app in preview called Product Visualize, which lets salespeople show customers products in context, like how big a machine is or whether equipment fits in the space on your factory floor. This is similar to a HoloLens app called Layout, and an Android version of this may follow. Now, Ars Technica points out, isn't it interesting that the Android app is for the engineers and technicians and the iOS app is for the salespeople trying to sell you the piece of equipment? Both apps <laughs> integrate with Microsoft's enterprise resource planning and customer relationship management platform, Dynamics 365. This is Microsoft saying, we do think HoloLens is very good for the industrial workplace, for the business workplace. And we want more people to understand, even before we start selling HoloLens in, in the mass market, what it's good for. Which is going to be when, by the way? HoloLens. Uh, well, we're getting a HoloLens announcement at Mobile World Congress. So maybe we'll find out soon. Maybe we'll know. find out eventually after, you know, uh, three years after it popped up as a thing that I could use in my Skype. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, HoloLens will now... Be available to somebody. I, I'm not here to say that HoloLens is either a success or a failure before we have seen it. Certainly, uh, uh, compared to the expectations that some might have had from when it was first being talked about, I don't think it has quite exceeded what people uh, initially might have thought of it. But that being said, I do want to give you just a little bit of guff, Tom, with your, with your oh, the enterprise, it, nothing's a failure as long as you sell one uh, copy at three times the price. <laughs> it has to be more really than think one he said that. <laughs> oh, no, Google Glass. No, not a failure. Certainly not a company-defining failure. It, it's uh, uh, instead something... That now lives on beautifully. Oh, look at that. Look at that beautiful piece of hardware for all of our video viewers. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, no. All I'm saying, Justin, is calling something a failure just because it doesn't isn't sold to the consumer is inaccurate. That's all I'm saying. It, 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 it's a failure for consumers, which both of That's these fine. are aimed at. That's what. Well, mm, I don't know that that VR headsets were, or even the Hololens, were aimed only at consumers. Oh, I think I'm sorry. We, I'm sorry. Those those initial commercials we saw were definitely only. Not I said only. I think. Uh, I think uh, we Minecraft. are. The, the enterprise, the enterprise app known as Minecraft. I'm sure we are guilty of not being able to separate things and say, hey. Maybe it's not good for this one thing that they wanted it to be good at, but it's good for this other thing. No, people just want to jump up and down on on a device's grave and make fun of companies for being failures, and at the expense of noting that, like, actually, this is a pretty useful piece of I'm technology. Making fun of, I, I do make fun of Google Glass. All right, fine. All right, but it is kind other of than that, other than that, I do think that it is it is it is not inaccurate to say when something that fails on a consumer level fails on a consumer level well also google glass is it gets it gets a bad rap right because it was the first of its time at least for consumers and you've got a lot of stories of people being like went into a bar and have my google glass on and people got weird and nobody really understands what this is for 
I think over time, as we've seen Google Glass competitors and successors uh, come on the market, we talk about them all the time on the show, and as there is more enterprise uh, examples of, oh, this is actually super helpful for this particular business that most people don't work in, so they don't realize it, then it becomes less of a joke. I mean, it's not a joke. It just, it wasn't... It, it wasn't the end-all be-all for VR. It, it hilariously under-delivered on its initial promise. Yeah, and, right. and, and what bothers we'll, me... Go back and watch that video and, and go watch the HoloLens video and then we'll see what HoloLens is uh, when, it, when it does officially kind of come out. I know what Google Glass was because I bought one. Uh, uh, it was, it was a, a hilarious under-deliver. And, well, that, and that, to me, is the legacy of it. What, what I think, what I think is, is ignored in that perspective, and what I think bothers me, is not saying, hey, this failed to deliver on its promises. It's, it's sort of the dancing up and down of like, and look how stupid Google is, and everything they do, and, and you shouldn't believe... And it's the conclusions that are drawn from that without taking into account that, hey, you know what? You try things, they don't always work, but sometimes you find another good use for them. Of course. Well, speaking of things that will definitely work out perfectly fine, sources <laughs> tell the Wall Street Journal that Apple and Goldman Sachs are working on a joint MasterCard credit card, which will integrate with the Apple Wallet app. It might include features like spending goals, reward tracking, and 2% cash back. Employees are supposedly testing the card with a public launch possible coming later this year. Apple would get a larger slice of each transaction with a credit card than it gets from an Apple Pay transaction. Well, I mean, this is annoying in the sense that I love using Apple Pay because it's seamless, or more seamless anyway, than having to have a phone and a credit card yep. at the ready. So, okay, if there's a better rate going on as an as an end user, sure, I, I, I'm interested. I know that the Apple Wallet app is also getting a big overhaul. There's, there's a new version um, in the latest beta iOS, so there's probably some... There's probably something that we're going to hear at Apple's next announcement uh, to 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 this, unless it gets significantly delayed. Because we heard about this originally about a year ago, a little under a year ago. I think it was last summer. So it, it does sound like Apple has been working with perhaps Goldman Sachs, perhaps other companies for something along these lines for some time. Is there anything we hate about this? I don't hate anything particularly about this idea. I do worry. I'm worrying about where Apple is going because they obviously have, uh, they're thinking about life after iPhone. That That is no secret. They have made that clear in their earnings call. Not to say that iPhone sales are falling off a cliff or anything, but they are flattening or slowing in some cases, and that is a financial uh, uh, concern for them. They have not seen any of their other hardware up to and including watches and iPad Pros and and HomePods uh, really uh, stand up and take the lead or at least begin to replace what they are losing on the uh, the iPhone. So now they turn to to services, and I don't know what the Apple brand is to me if I'm not enjoying their hardware. Uh, Contrary to the very easy Apple cult sort of criticism, I don't care about Apple if I don't like the devices. 
uh, and I don't know if their track record with services is something that would be enough to get me in the door. Listen, Apple uh, PC sales are are slowing down. No matter what Steve Jobs has done to prop them back up, they're not enough to make up the shortfall. And Apple getting into accessories like music players is not the Apple brand to me. Those are consumer devices. They're not a serious computer company anymore, and I think it's a bad move for Apple. All right. That's unfair, and you know it. <laughs> I, w- I was like, there's something in Tom's tone that makes him sound like he's being facetious Perhaps right now. Perhaps I was being a little overly sarcastic. <laughs> I mean, sassafras right now. Yeah. Well, okay, but okay, but compare this to something like an Amazon Prime credit card, which a lot of people use. If you're in the ecosystem enough, you could you, – little bit different i know amazon and apple or apples and oranges ha 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 but if you get enough sort of kickbacks on other services that you might want such as apple original content on a yet to be publicly announced television service then i can see where this might become advantageous to somebody like me who's i mean i'm pretty pretty ingrained in the apple ecosystem to this yeah. day. oh no so am I. I and and look i i i i don't think this is necessarily a bad idea I, I just want more Apple products that I love. Yeah. It is, it well, and this is not the service idea that's going to fill that. I think that's a totally fair criticism. A television service, uh, Apple Music, more services like that, maybe a transportation service. Maybe there's some electric car that they're going to come out that you'll be able to, to, to call and rent because it's automatic. Those are the kind of services that start to feel like Apple, a credit card. You know, all sarcasm aside, Justin, you're right. It does not feel like Apple. It just it feels like something, uh, you know, my sports team or grocery store or gas station do. And and yeah. that, that just doesn't fit somehow. I'm with you there. Let's Microsoft's Edge browser has hidden whitelist to let approved domains run Flash, bypassing the security of click to play. Now. Prior to February, that whitelist included just 58 domains, although they included several Microsoft sites. They also included some random sites like Deezer, Yahoo, QQ from China. Uh, Apparently, a hairdresser in Spain was on this list. In November, Google Project Zero researcher Ivan Fratrick discovered a cross-site scripting vulnerability in the whitelist mechanism and noted that the whitelist was not limited to HTTPS, which would have allowed for a man-in-the-middle attack. So he responsibly disclosed to Microsoft. Microsoft has delivered a patch. In the patch notes, they listed the 58 domains. That's how we know the hairdresser was there. Uh, They also, in the patch, enforced HTTPS and reduced the whitelist to two domains, apps.facebook.com and www.facebook.com, only for Flash widgets larger than 298 by 298. Now, the initial assumption was, oh, I guess maybe Facebook has a deal with Microsoft about their Flash games and they don't want them to be deprecated. But Facebook has said it asked Microsoft to remove those domains from the list. They're like, we don't, we don't want those whitelisted either. So we're still a little unclear why they didn't just get rid of the whitelist, but uh, it might be for not anyway, because Adobe sunsetting Flash in 2020. Uh, Microsoft is moving to the Chromium engine for Edge, uh, and and Chromium has already deprecated Flash and will eliminate it uh, soon. So this all may be a tempest in a teapot, but it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's, it's I, also the the researcher, uh, the Google researcher who originally figured this out uh, last year was like, 
yeah, there's no real rhyme or reason that I can figure out as to why these 58 domains and subdomains are part of this list. Yeah. And it's even weirder that that after this was disclosed and 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 Microsoft went ahead and got of got rid of pretty much everything but a couple of Facebook domains, Facebook was like we don't know why they're still there. We've specifically asked them to remove those as well. So somebody knows what's going on here, but yeah, maybe maybe whatever the story is uh, isn't going to be relevant much longer. Yeah, uh one one quick uh, note on this. I feel like there is a great either long magazine piece or a book to be written just about the long curious history of Flash. Like mm. Flash seems to have found itself in the middle of just these weird public uh, uh sometimes tribal uh, firefights for something that uh, uh would would oddly not really you you would not think would come from something like uh, a protocol or uh, like 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 flash. it will be called more than a flash in the pan nailed it well i took a couple of flash classes back in the day and i didn't get it at all it was horrible so r.i.p flash we never knew yet a new t-shirt called where trbl how do we think this wants to be uh, pronounced tribal everyone? right where tribal where tribal okay so it's sort of like we're tribal but where yeah, where yeah where yeah where tribal has it's kind of interesting a flexible e-ink display embeddable into a t-shirt itself so along with a mobile app and bluetooth low energy you can store up to 20 images on the display to fit your mood and there's a battery that lasts about four days, so not that you should wear a shirt for four days in a row. I don't know. I don't, you know, don't want to be judgy, but you could technically have a different shirt for four days without having to charge the shirt again. You can also remove the display and add it to another shirt or sweatshirt that That's is compatible, of course. The product began as a subsidiary of drone company Parrots. Well, that's kind of weird, but okay. And was spun off in July of 2018. So where tribal also wants to create a community, of course, wants to be a social network with a curated library of pictures that wearers can browse, download to their t-shirts and get followers, broadcast content to other users. And mostly this is, this is sort of a silly fashion thing, but if it looks nice, I would be into it because I am very pro t-shirts and there's only so many t-shirts I want to buy. So if, if I can make a t-shirt for four different shirts, well, I mean, endless different shirts, but but several different shirts while still on a single charge, I would do it. Yeah, this is an interesting idea. Uh, I think we are certainly going to see more of it uh, in, in kind of a, a related story during NBA All-Star Weekend, Commissioner Adam Silver debuted a jersey that could change. He demonstrated it via app, changing from a Seth Curry jersey to a Michael Jordan jersey. Uh, uh, nobody seemed to pick up in all the stories that I found that this is almost certainly going to be ad tech where they could sell uh, a, a jersey ads uh, with uh, on a rotating basis. But uh, I think that this is certainly something that we're just going to see more and more going forward. Yeah, here's here's an example of e-ink screens, which everyone thought, okay, I guess they're good for signage in stores and e-readers, right? Uh, finding another mm-hmm. use because this French company uh, really worked hard on figuring out how to make them comfortable. Uh, you still don't want to wash them, but, but make them comfortable to be embedded in the shirt and you could wear it as if you just have a t-shirt with a print on it, but you get to change it. Uh, you, you get to whatever the funny meme 
theme of the day can be on your T-shirt. And and we're always hearing people like saying, we want to hear more about new technologies and new uses for technologies. I think this is a great example of that. Absolutely. Well, and, and as, as podcast producers, right, it's like, I don't know, somebody loves a DTNS episode. And it's like, you know what? I'm wearing that shirt tomorrow. Well, you can you can kind of have a rotating basis of, of things that you support and like, or you can offend folks uh, with, <laughs> with, with whatever you want to put on your T-shirt, which I also support. Uh, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to uh, Daily Tech Headlines. You can find it at dailytechheadlines.com. Thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. Also, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. We also hang out with the amateur traveler Chris Christensen uh, about every week or so. And this week, he's bringing us some interesting news on cameras on planes. This is Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler with another Tech in Travel Minute. There was an interesting controversy that was created by Singapore Airlines somewhat unintentionally when their passengers noticed that their new entertainment systems, these are the ones on the back of the seat in front of you, had cameras. And so people were wondering, is Singapore trying to take pictures of us while we are in our seat? Now, granted, if you took a picture of me while I was flying on a long flight, all you would be getting is me snoring and drooling. <laughs> you could see why people might be concerned. Singapore says they have no intention to use that camera, but it's built into their new system by the original equipment manufacturer. It does beg the question of, who is it there for? Is there some other airline that is using the camera? And what the heck would you use that camera for in the first place? I'm Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler. This is just like the Google mic story, right? It's a part that had the thing and they're like, I don't know. Uh, we want to use that part. It would be more expensive to order a different part that didn't have the camera because this one does the thing we want. So just don't use the camera and put it in there. And then everyone noticed like, hey, wait, why is there a camera? I mean, this happens a lot where you you order a thing to use it for one thing and it has this other stuff built in. And you're like, well, I'm not even going to use that. Uh, and I think that's probably what happened to Singapore Airlines here. Yeah, makes sense to me. Mm, it would still make me feel super paranoid. I mean, <laughs> what do you do though if if you're like, okay, we can't, we don't want to spend the extra money to remove the cameras, sure, uh, and, yeah, and we and a different uh, OEM display doesn't do what we need it to do. Uh, so we're we're gonna buy this. Do you put pieces of tape over it, Just like put a sticker? I think I think you probably do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I like that, Roger. I like that. Put a Singapore Airlines logo right over that camera so that it just can't be used. I think that's really that's an elegant solution. Right there. Hey, Singapore Airlines pay me. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> tell them to take it, but no, you should charge them for it. Well, no, you just let you let you let people have the the, the selfie cam and let them put like you know AR dog ears on. Oh, you can make it a removable sticker if they want. <laughs> make it make it a game. No one will care anymore. Everyone, oh my god, everyone will freak out. You know, what's like the number one thing that all passengers want? happy, content, and distracted children who won't yell, scream, and cause a commotion on a long flight. If that means that they get to have robot eyes, uh, uh, you know, looking into the back of the headrest, then I think we would all be richer for that experience. All right. Uh, speaking of being richer for experiences, we're richer for your experiences. Thanks to everybody who shares their actual expertise with us, like today. Let's check out the mailbag. We got a few emails from Garmin fans 
out there supporting what we said yesterday about why Garmin's business is booming and why it wasn't so much of a surprise. So first one comes uh, from Nick from waterlogged Huntington, West Virginia, who says, while Google Maps and Apple Maps have taken over a majority of my navigation duties, there's still some trips where I wouldn't leave the house without our Garmin. We've taken a cross-country RV trip with my in-laws and their 20-foot Class C, the ones with the bed over the cab type thing, big deal. We ran into a quite a few places where my smartphone just shrugged shoulders at me and said, no signal. But the Garmin kept navigating away. Google does allow you to download offline maps. But while that's convenient for your normal commute, it's hard to keep up when you're really traveling. Also, Garmin makes standalone GPS units designed for recreational and commercial vehicles that allow users to enter their vehicle dimensions. If you've ever had fun watching the videos on 11foot8.com, you'll understand why this can be very important. Even if you see the warning signs and don't run into the low clearance, it can be very difficult to turn a large vehicle, especially when you can't back up because you're towing a car. Yeah, we we got a few enthusiasts uh, who wrote in with similar sentiments. And then among the many pilots who wrote in, Stephen said, as someone from the Kansas City area, I have witnessed the continuous rapid growth of Garmin. And as a pilot, I want to let people know that they have always been the big dog in aviation and maritime navigation. And in fact, in our Discord, people were like praising. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Seeing the aviation stuff they've been doing lately, saying it's, it's really good. So, so good on you, Garmin. And uh, I apologize once again for back in you know, 2007, 2008. Uh, undervaluing that side of Garmin's business, mea culpa. Had a big mailbag over the last 24 hours, so thanks to everybody. Uh, In response to the Samsung announcements from yesterday, Mark wrote in, among some of the people who think the ability to wirelessly charge devices off of the S10 
Sounds promising. He writes, being able to charge another device means carrying less chargers and or cables. Makes it easy to charge those new earpods at the same time as charging your phone or when outlets are sparse, charging two phones at once when traveling with others. Maybe this is more likely of a use case than draining your phone to charge another device, at least for me. Yeah, very nice. I'm with with you with that one, Mark. Absolutely. Well... Well, no. <laughs> thanks to everybody who, who gives us feedback, everyday feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. And also thanks to Justin Robert Young for being with us in person this fine Thursday. Justin, let folks know where they can keep up with all the latest. Well, uh, here is the latest. March 9th in Austin, Texas. I know there's a lot of tech folks that are going to be down there in South by Southwest Interactive that Saturday. It's a daytime show beginning at uh, Doors at 2. And we're going to start as close to 2 as possible, to be totally honest with you. Uh, uh, and rolling on for a couple hours is going to be the South by So Wasted show that will feature uh, not only a live recording of the Night Attack podcast, a live recording of the Ice Cream Social podcast, but also special guests, including Tom Merritt, who is going to be a part of the program. You can get tickets by heading on over to podcastlink.com slash night attack. And here's a fun little trick. If you have iOS, then just literally pause the podcast right now, trigger Siri, and say podcastlink.com slash night attack. Just try it. It's going to bring you right to our ticket site uh, uh, where you can go ahead and purchase your way in. Again, that is March 9th. Austin, Texas, at the North Door, right off Sixth Street, uh, uh, for South by So Wasted. Holy crap! It actually worked. <laughs> I did it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty great. Uh, well, thank you, Justin Robert Young. I'm looking forward to being in Austin again in March. And uh, folks, don't forget that the reason we are able to do this show, the people we are accountable to on this show, are you. Uh, and, and if you want your voice to be heard the loudest, uh, the best way to support us is to become a member at patreon.com slash DTNS. You'll get an ad-free RSS feed that you can put into your podcatcher. You get special episodes from me, special perspectives from Sarah. She lives with gadgets. Uh, and t- today you got a column from Roger Chang about Woo! the fear of a Huawei planet. This is an essential reading. You need to read this today because tomorrow we're going to be talking to Eric Olander about the general tech scene in China. So these pair quite nicely. Go become a member. Get the column uh, patreon.com slash DTNS. I mentioned we'd love your feedback, and I'll mention it again. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com is where to send those emails. Thank you in advance. We love to hear your perspectives. You make us smarter every day. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2130 UTC. Find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow, we're talking to Eric Olander and Len Peralta in to illustrate. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? 
Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.